0: to another episode of the Random Joe show. Random Joe show is a video game book club where we play through a new game each week and then discuss it on the weekends. Today is a special episode because today it's not just me. My friend Dreadnought78 dropped by. We're going to chat a bit about Destiny 2, particularly the Warmind expansion. But first, Dreadnought, Brian, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, I'm Brian, I'm an
1: alcoholic. No, that's the wrong one. Uh, oh. Thanks thanks so much for, for having me, Joe. I really appreciate it. We've been talking about doing this for a while, so it's good to be here.
0: We have. And, and honestly, like, Dreadnought was one of the first ones to say, hey, why, why don't we think about doing a podcast sometime? And that was kind of the beginning of some of the impetus of me thinking through even starting up the show and doing it almost to, you know, figure out, you know, what you needed to do to even do a podcast. So So what you're
1: saying is I own all the rights to the (laughs) Random Joe Show. It is my property. It's actually the
0: Random Brian (laughs) Joe. No, definitely. And uh, it's good to have you on finally. We've been meaning to do this for a while. Uh, Brian lives down the road from me, and uh, we just haven't gotten a chance to do it. So I figured this was a good one. We're still going to talk about the game of the week, which uh, every week on this show we pick one random game and we talk about it. And we are still going to do that game this week. And Brian played like uh, twenty minutes of it before we started recording. We also did watch the Cavs just win oh, against yeah. Boston. So I apologize to any Boston fans out there. You're probably not happy right now. It's Sunday night, um, and we are. We just saw them win. The Cavs win. So uh, it's it's pretty pretty exciting. Being a Cleveland area person. And uh, I don't know, you're not really from this area originally, Brian. What do you think? No, is it still exciting? It's
1: still exciting because growing up, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Alabama. Now we had football, college football, but not like professional sports. But being up here, you know, I came just after the Cavs had won the NBA championship and then right when the Indians were in the World Series. So it is it is really exciting to be in a town where they're all excited about their professional sports. and. They're doing good right now, so props to the Cavs. Nobody thought they'd win in seven, but they did. It's very, it's very cool.
0: Seriously, I mean, we, we were working on the show, and then uh, essentially Brian was like, they're winning with one minute left. So we turned it on, and we were watching it. it was, it's insane. It's crazy. Anyhow, why don't, why don't you tell us a little, about your, a little bit about yourself there. All uh, right. So what? a couple questions for the listeners to get to know you. First, the most important one, mm. since we have this shared DNA from Destiny Reset. Yep. Do you or do you not eat pineapple on your pizza?
1: Hmm. Probably going to lose a lot of friends here, but I have before, and it's not bad, but... I'm not going to have it every time I eat pizza, maybe on occasion, I mean my wife likes the Hawaiian, so that's like the ham and the pe- uh, pineapple, so I have eaten that, it's not bad but it's definitely not my favorite pizza, so does it belong on there? If you like it, sure, but if not, you know, to each his
0: own. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm i definitely a no pineapple on pizza guy, but you know, I can I can tolerate people that are wrong in my life. <laughs> so uh what would you say is your favorite video game of all time
1: favorite video game that's a tough one because i'm a little old school i go all the way back to nintendo entertainment system so that's the original one that at least came over to the united states probably i'd have to say the original legend of zelda the gold cartridge version because that's the version that i had Um, It's a great game. It started what Zelda is today, you know, with Link and the Triforce and everything. So I'd have, if I probably pick a top ten list, it would probably be number one. Not because of that, because my grandmother got it for me when I got my Nintendo, and uh, she's no longer here, and also my, one of my cousins, uh, we used to play it all the time, and he's no longer here too, so every time I think of Zelda, I think how much fun that him and I had playing the game, so I'd have to rank. That one is yeah, number one
0: that's awesome. i I just played that game for the first time like this year, and uh, I enjoyed it it was it has a lot of challenge to it it, it yes. really is kind of a, a very obtuse game but yeah. when you're a kid and you got all, all you got is time to burn it's it's pretty fun for that
1: yeah it was the first game I can think of on Nintendo that had a save feature on it so you can only save three characters you can't save multiple and you can only save it at a certain stopping point but that was really cool about it too but. You can actually save your progress
0: on it. Absolutely. Yeah, it was definitely groundbreaking. I think that you hit the nail on the head with like some games are special because they remind us of times in our life or people in our life that are special to us. And other games are special because they are just really great experiences. But I think even the ones that are really great experiences, it's more about how they affected you. Like, I think I would say that like Destiny for me is my favorite game of all time. But it has a lot to do with like what state of. You know my life I was in And like me I was getting ready for marriage And I, I got married during Destiny's time And like this season of life has been Very conducive to that kind of a game Whereas I never would have played it beforehand
1: Yeah it's definitely top 5 to me too On Destiny because of You know we being in the Destiny Reset Podcast clan Dirt fam it's been a lot of fun And been a big fan of Bungie and Halo So yeah it's probably Top 5 for me definitely
0: Awesome well, what What is your favorite weapon in Destiny? What do you think?
1: Hmm, I'm trying to think of the ones that I always had fun with. Um, gosh. I mean, right now, I'm loving the Crimson, which we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But all-time favorite gun in Destiny, um, I really can't think of. Probably Cirrus Regime, because I'm kind of an auto-rifle guy. I really like that one. That one uh, with where you can... Spin it up or slow it down. It was a lot of fun. That's just something I can think off the top of my head as all time favorite gun in Destiny.
0: Have you gotten the new one? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, Is, yeah.
0: Didn't, didn't Zer bring it?
1: Um, I didn't get it from Zer. Got, oh, got, got it, it like from. Uh, got it from Cade 6. He was really nice to me. He gave me the Suros.
0: See, I think the game knew that I crap talked that, that gun like the whole time. I, I still have. This this is probably like a character flaw, right? I still have like bitter resentment in my heart from <laughs> that first meta in Destiny 1 where it was just the most dominant thing and everyone was using it. And I'd have these like so so I'm a youth pastor, right? And all the kids in my youth group that played it w- got the gun. And I remember specifically not buying it the week that Zer came, like because I was not interested in playing with like the powerful meta gun. And they like they were constantly like that's all they would use, and it drove me nuts. And so, you, so you're trying to be anti. It's, it's uh, yes, absolutely <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I've been that in many of my different areas of Destiny. I still to this day like I was so excited about the graviton lance. We're going to get into this in a minute. Yep. But um, I, I'm, I don't want to play with it. I don't want to play with it. You know why? Because everybody's Everybody. playing with it. Yep. But you know what? I get it. People aren't playing with Vigilance Wing now. Guess what my favorite gun in the, in the game right now is? It's either Vigilance Wing or Crimson. Yep. We already talked about Crimson. Mm-hmm. Now once those get more popular, then they won't be my favorite again. Then you but go back to Graviton. It's you. like some kind of weird subconscious problem I have. Anyhow. So Suros Regime. Awesome. That's yeah. they're, they're all fun. There's so many, they're all fun, absolutely. There's so many good guns. Anyhow. What games, though, have you been playing like in the last month or so, what are some other games you've been playing? What kinds of things you've been doing other than Destiny?
1: Other than Destiny would probably be The Division Um, during the Xbox Spring sale, which we didn't have a spring here in the Cleveland area, uh, which wasn't fun. But during that sale, they had it for $27. I'm going back and forth on, do I want to try this again? Because I did play it when it first came out and it wasn't really fun to me. I mean, I had a, a lot of fun with my friends who played it but a lot of a lot of issues with it bosses were bullet spongy but everybody said since they've redone it that you need to go back to it it's a lot of fun and so i just finally you know pushed the buy button and i had another friend that um i play games with from nashville and we just been having a lot of fun with it. It's definitely reminds me a lot of what Destiny One was, because there are exotics that you have to go find. You do a mission, and maybe you get one to drop, maybe you don't. Um, it's just been a lot of fun, um, kind of grindy going back to it. And they're keep adding on to it. There right now, as uh, as we're speaking, there is a um, global event where you can get global event tokens. And you can get um, exotic caches to where you can get one of the uh, the big exotic weapons, which one of them, they say, is technically the Gjallarhorn of the Division. It's called the House. It's a submachine gun that everybody swears by, and, and I haven't gotten it yet. I've had the game for almost two months now, I believe, and I have not got that yet. So the Division has been a lot of fun for me. Um, other than that, uh, I do have PUBG, which I know I play on Xbox. I don't know if I said this, but I play on Xbox and it's one of those hate or love games. And I like the game PUBG when it came out on PC, I wanted to play it. I don't have a PC that can play it. So when it came out on Xbox, I got it. It's been a lot of fun to me. You know, it's a very different, if you like the battle Royale games, you know, um, some people hate them. Some people love them. Um, and then other than that a uh, little bit of overwatch because overwatch is a lot of fun especially with their special events they have right now they're on one where you can it's the anniversary event and you can get anything that they've ever put out with from skins to um, modes that they've had so overwatch is a really cool game that i'll sometimes occasionally hop on when i'm not playing the division or destiny
0: mm-hmm. very cool yeah there's a lot of a lot of good stuff there and one of the one of the awesome things is that many of the games you're talking about are games that uh, have kind of had a resurgence. Where you, Overwatch didn't really have a downtime, but like not really they've been supported really really well. Yes, and they've continued to improve and get better and kind of build around the foundation that was set. So that's that's really cool that you found those games and enjoyed them. I know I bought Division when it first came out and wasn't super thrilled with it. Uh, went back to it a couple times to try to you know major updates like when 1.8 came out. Yeah, that,
1: that's when everyone started to say it was getting good, and it's been good.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't love it, but I'm glad that you have been enjoying it tremendously. Well, if, if you're listening, and this is your first time here at the Random Joe Show, welcome. Uh, Brian and I have been talking about doing this for a while, as we mentioned before, uh, but this is not the normal format of the show. The normal format of the show is me by my onesie, sitting in my room, talking to myself. It's a scary room, too. <laughs> it's, it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. But you can't see it because it's an audio podcast, which is probably for the best. Now, I I go through it. I talk about one of these games, and the goal is that you would join in too. That you would play the game that we're kind of going to go over during the week. Chat with me on Twitter in our Discord, and you can be a part of the conversation. And then we'll get a chance to uh, be, you know, have me do a show about it on the weekend. And then I'll include some of your feedback and thoughts if you have feedback and thoughts. So yeah, that's that's the basic uh way that we set it up and and what we do is we pick a game of the week and then I'll tell you what it is, what I liked about it, what I disliked about it, and then give you kind of my overall impressions of it. Then we talk about other games. Now we'll kind of go through this as quickly as possible to talk about the game of the week this week because I want to have plenty of time to talk about Destiny warmind I, w- I wanna get Dreadnought's thoughts on this And kind of share a little bit more. I've I've kind of thought more about it. A few of the things that I was very critical of in my Warmind episode, I am a little bit less critical of. And a little more understanding of. And certain things, I love even more. Which, it's destiny. This is is par for the course. Yep, it's a relationship. Heck yeah, it kind of is. Kind of is. Okay, so. Game of the week this week is Vanquish. It is a free game on Xbox Live right now. If you're listening to this uh, while it's still called May, and if it if it's still May, you should totally download this game. It is the three. It's the Xbox 360 version of it. It originally came out for the 360 uh, about 10 years ago. And uh, had you ever heard of this game before, Dread? Before that, this was on the featured games this month.
1: No, I've never heard of it. Uh, actually, in Discord, I was calling it Vanquished. You know, you aren't the the only one, you know, but it's Vanquish. Um, After seeing some of the clips and you recommending it, it's a it's a very interesting, very Japanese game.
0: It is so Japanese. It's made by Platinum. So if that tells you anything, it's it's Platinum is kind of renowned as being the Japanese action developer. And it doesn't help Sega also was a part of it and they're Japanese as well. See, that's one of the reasons I didn't try it when it first came out. So I heard about it. I heard uh, all kinds of great reviews. Uh, Ludwig Kietzmann, from uh, he he's in game he's at Games Radar now, but he was the editor in chief at uh, what was it even called Joystick. They're gone now, but I loved their show and and Ludwig loved Vanquish and he always talked about how excellent and stylish it was. And I really appreciated his opinion on games, so I always wanted to try it. But then I saw the Sega you know logo and I just never really wanted to spend the money on it. Well, when this came up. I thought, perfect opportunity to play this game and try it out. Now, I played it for a few hours, and I played through. There's five acts in the game. I beat the first two, and I was like in the third one when I when I stopped. Uh, Destiny 2 has been extremely oppressive on my free time. It's and your so, mistress. I get it. Yeah, I've, I've just not played very much of anything else. Um, but we're going to talk about Vanquish first. And uh, Dread, I, I forced him to play the first couple levels <laughs> so that we could discuss it. And I'll kind of lead the discussion because I played a little bit more of it. And we'll get kind of his general thoughts on it too. Well, first off, what is it? We already kind of got into this a little bit. But Vanquish is a third-person action action cover shooter. Very much in the vein of Gears of War. But instead of this dour post-apocalyptic world that's overrun by these grim alien foes. And the color palette consists of brown, dark brown, more brown, and blood. And blood. Yeah. Those are the colors of Gears of War. It doesn't exactly work the same way in this game. And, and so with this one, what we want to do is understand exactly how this thing comes together. It's a little bit more shiny, a little bit more sleek. Instead, it just starts with San Francisco getting nuked from space by a Russian spaceship. I didn't show you this cutscene. Of course. Always it's the a, Russians. It's always the Russians. So it's a, got a, it's a sci-fi tale. It has mech suits. We mentioned before it's extremely Japanese. And it is, uh, it, it shares that general bravado and, and the Christian Bale Batman voice-esque brutish characters. Where is she? Yeah, exactly. Cursing loudly and far too often. Uh, it also serves as just this very bombastic action game. And we're going to talk some more about it. Uh, I was going to
1: mention something about the cursing. I was playing it and I'm like, wait, did he just call me that? I, I almost like it's very faint that you hear it in the background, which is like, did that person just call me that word? That's kind of funny.
0: Yeah. It, so, it and I try not to be like really stringed on on the idea of language in games. I don't think it's a bad thing to have language in games, but there are sometimes where it kind of fits, and other times where it feels like extremely forced. It and makes you laugh. It made me laugh. Yeah. No. And absolutely. And and my my initial response when I first started playing the game was I laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. By by about the second hour, I was just groaning and I was like, Come <laughs> on. Like this isn't even this doesn't make any sense. It's just it's almost like the teenager like fantasy, right? They're cursing too much so that the thirteen year old kid in his mom's basement is like chuckling to himself like, Oh, he just said that. I'm gonna totally say that at school tomorrow. Sorry if you're thirteen years old and mm. saying that while you play yeah. Vanquish, but it's it's yeah.
1: I was going to say it kind of reminds me of the old 80s action movies mm-hmm. kind of dialogue. It's very funny.
0: Yeah. Well, and this gets into so things that we liked. Okay. So things that we liked. Uh, one of the things I liked, it's so over the top that it is almost too much. And it really kind of pushes that line a little bit. And I kind of liked that it did that. I thought it was a really, really good game in terms of its general tone and setting. There are explosions everywhere and this gets into and you would you played for 15 minutes i Mm -hmm. just picked a random chapter out of there
1: you told me that the enemies will explode and explode they did
0: yeah literally everything explodes my favorite thing that happened in the game okay this is like a small thing so you get shot and you go into this like time slow-mo distortion kind of mode and then if you get shot some more you'll eventually die now one of the death animations is that you kind of cough and choke and like hold your throat and you just kind of like just stagger a little bit and then fall face forward and then explode. Nice. So like quite literally it is just, there are explosions all the time and it is so over the top. It is so larger than life. It's almost too much, but not quite too much. Even down to the fact that in the tutorial, I didn't show you this, but in the tutorial, literally you're told to look at targets Similar to where Halo tells you to look at the different circles and then asks if you want your look inverted or not. In this case, they tell you to look at these circles, and he literally starts complaining about how boring the tutorial is. Right. Um, in his gruff, like, "Do we really have to do this right now? Can we just go on to shooting stuff?" It's right. it's very much that. So, um, it's it's funny. It's it's over the top. It's enjoyable, and that really leads into. The greatest strength of this game is that the action is just I would describe it as a constant full-throated roar. <laughs> yeah. It is just a it's just screeching at you all the time. There are, there are rockets and missiles and explosions everywhere. It's exhilarating and it's very fun. What did you think is general impressions of that kind of of the tone of the game?
1: Tone of the game is like I said it's like an 80s action movie very over the top just like you said. Um, Definitely with the characters sort of acting like not what you expect from a sci-fi game. So over the top, enemies exploding, lots going on, and the warning of the seizures is probably very, very true for this game. Sometimes we kind of look at that and be like, oh, why do they have to put put that in there? It's probably true for this game that it could do that for some people who are sensitive to that.
0: Oh, there's lots of flashing lights and explosions and stuff everywhere. One, one of the enemies, when you kill it, it just launches a barrage of missiles into the sky and they just hit everywhere. Yes. It is, it's like a kaleidoscope exploded into an anime sci-fi tech mech 80s action. That's a great way to describe it. I like that
1: one other thing would be i just thought of this is the old arcade games that you have to go to like dave and busters to play or up here we have round one um playing those alien games or the terminator games where just like your enemy would just stand there and barrage you with missiles and then you have to figure out how to stop it from doing it it's very very funny
0: yeah it's it's great and And ultimately, the the game is really fun. And if you like games like that, if you like games that have spectacle and scale and that have just super over-the-top stuff, this is a game that you're going to want to check out. It's very good. It's very well put together. I don't know that it's the best in its particular genre. I'm trying to think of one that would be better. I do think that this game rivals Gears of War at the very bare minimum. It has a much more Japanese style to it and a much more like... It's really forcing itself to be over the top. But it is is—it is like fairly comparable in terms of its overall quality, I would say. Yes. Uh, one of the things, you fought the first boss battle. I got you to that spot. The bosses are enormous and incredibly fun to fight and take down. They are a huge challenge. They have very clearly marked weak spots. And they're kind of bullet spongy a little bit. But it works because of the, the pace of combat. You probably noticed this because you were almost dead the entire time of that boss fight. You're constantly having to slide around and move from area to area, and uh, and that ultimately feels real good. Uh, at least I think it does. What, what did you think about the boss battle you played?
1: Yeah, the boss battle, it definitely reminded me of the old arcade games. Uh, it was clear to what you had to shoot on the boss that I was uh, up against the only issue that I had was trying to figure out how do I get ammo because I kept running out of ammo so that was when you had to kept moving around and his attacks were very again over the top arcade like where they would knock you back almost make you a little mad because you're like I was in cover why am I getting knocked out but the reason that it does that so you have to think of strategy move around uh... get the ammo hit him where you he doesn't see you and then keep moving
0: yeah, and I will say something about that. Like I, I originally put this under a negative, um, which was the weapon system, and so I, I kind of came around on it. I originally really disliked it. You have three weapon slots, and one of the things that is not explained to you very well at all. Although I'll be honest, I skipped a bunch of the tutorial. Let's just throw that out there. Later. Because it was really long. It was a long, long tutorial. Anyhow. Uh, I didn't like the fact that you could swap out every individual weapon and you do feel very, very low on ammo all the time, especially at the beginning of the game. And this is why one of of my big problems with the game, and I'll get into this later, is the upgrade system is basically just you can carry more ammo, meaning you can actually use your guns. Right. And I felt like at the beginning of the game, you are just severely hampered by not having enough tools to fight the enemy. Uh, the boss battles are really fun. They are a little bit slighted by that. Mm-hmm. It gets better as you play, so that's one that I kind of came around. But absolutely, uh, that is something I wrote down <laughs> because I was very frustrated by it early on in the game. Now, another factor of the game that I really liked, that I thought was excellent, is the game has a produced or sorry has a pronounced slick style and a bravado that evidences itself everywhere. It's so anime; it's not even funny. Okay, maybe it is kind of funny. It is. But it's it's got that sense of style and bravado that's, that's really, really uh, excellent. It's got this production value that's really high. It's a high bar, and it, it definitely fits in that mold. So I don't... There's not a lot of... I haven't played a ton of Japanese games recently, but as soon as I started playing this, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so Japanese. What, what did you think about that?
1: Uh, it kind of reminded me of... I played I didn't play a lot of Final Fantasy games growing up, but I did play I think it was um 11 or I can't remember. But I just know that with the action where they jump up in the air and they and you attack them. So those attacks because there was one part of the boss where I got thrown up in the air and I had to dodge a missile he was shooting at me and that's what it reminded me a lot of the the later versions of Final Fantasy. And again, that's the Japanese part of it. The Japanese action game will have those kinds of things in them.
0: Yeah, one thing I should note as well is that this game was made by the creator of uh, Resident Evil 4 and uh, was what else did he do? The Evil Within. So you can definitely tell he's got some... He's got some action chops in terms of like dis- the, the way that he designed the game and, and how cinematic it is. He's got a bunch of quick time events, very similar to Resident Evil 4. Yes. There's not as many, but they're they're pretty cool looking. Um, the one thing I think that is really special about this game that really separates, and I wish I would have put it farther up the list because it really does separate the game and put it in its own category, is the movement and it really is the crown jewels. And sliding effortlessly around the arenas is just this constant and fast way to get around. It's fluid. You can go straight from a roll to sliding around to doing a, activating your slow-mo to shooting a gun while you're sliding. It's really good. Basically, you've got jetpacks on your kneecaps. <laughs> and if it sounds that ridiculous, trust me, that's exactly what it is.
1: It was almost matrix Kind of slow mo sliding action, and whenever you got out of the sliding uh animation, he does this little flip and it makes you feel like you know you're very, very powerful. I, I don't want to say the word I was <laughs> going to think, but it when he get, gets out of that, that what made me think, like, all right, let's do this, let's go, come on, all right, yeah, it's, it's really
0: well animated, and, and that absolutely like those the way that that's set up is really, really good. Um ultimately it's got that feel similar to how I felt with Just Cause. You ever play Just Cause Just Cause 2 or 3?
1: No, I never have. So
0: there's this really cool like grapple hook thing that is in it where you have a grappling hook that if you, you hook onto something and you just immediately start flying there, and you can pair that with a parachute to help you get all over the level, and it's a it's a big open world game. It's a really, really solid kind of feeling motion. And once you get the hang of how that works. You feel like man I wish this was in like every single video game. Half-Life 2's gravity gun has been hailed in that in that sense and this the movement feels that way in this where it just feels so unique and natural and interesting and fun and stylish.
1: Uh, Half-Life 2's gravity gun so much fun. Ah, it's,
0: it's really good. The animation of the weapons uh, is also very cool i don't know if you noticed but like the weapons are all like digitally formed in the game yes, and did. so it, you, it looks like you're holding like a stick yes and it's like an energy stick and then little pieces will kind of come out of like the stick to kind of like turn into the gun yes plate by plate uh, and it's kind of cool like they, they did some good job on the on the animations uh you even mentioned the animation of the sliding and coming out of the sliding it's really good in that in that sense and the, anim- the animations overall are extremely good and, and worthy of being called out, I think, is one of those things that I really enjoyed. There's also some really silly things um, that aren't supposed to happen during slow mo that are really funny. Uh, you didn't necessarily, you might have seen some of these. So, all the characters I mentioned before, they have like ridiculously gruff and low voices. Yes. Well, sometimes while you're in slow mo, there'll be a, a line of dialogue that gets cut into the slow mo. Which will then cause them to speak in an even lower, more raspy, <laughs> elongated kind of speech. The yeah. best part, though, is that your female like assistant, who's like your Cortana, essentially. Yeah. Uh, when that happens to her, it's pretty hilarious. Uh, but basically, the slow mo thing happens because whenever your health gets down to the bottom feet like point, you don't actually just die. Instead, everything goes into slow motion and you utilize, you have like a certain amount of like energy charge for all of your abilities. So you just deplete that and it's always in slow-mo. And that allows you to kind of like get away from a really dangerous situation. It allows you to kind of like start sliding. And one of the things that it teaches you, and this is one of the, I think, really great aspects of design in the game, is that you don't want to go into that slow-mo thing and you start being more careful about dodging, about sliding, about getting away from where you are and you feel like you have a much easier chance to fight an enemy or get away. And that kind of teaches you how you ought to react and to move throughout the rest of the environment. And as you play it more and more, you see less of that slow-mo because that's a trigger to you that you're not doing something right and to kind of focus on all the things that are happening around you, all of the, the missiles that are coming at you, all the bullets that are coming at you, where your enemies are, and to get to a safer place, and to reevaluate and reapproach it. And it's this very subtle design choice, but it, it ends up being, it executes very well. Now, I know that during that whole boss battle, you were basically in this slow-mo thing constantly. Yes. Um, and you didn't really get to see the upside of that. What did you kind of think about that feature?
1: Uh, it definitely is helpful to know that, okay, I'm about to die, but I know that I can get out of it if I react quickly. That's what I was thinking when I was doing the boss battle, when, you know, screen goes red, everything slows down, and you even have, I don't know if you you didn't mention it, it had this, like, little clock thing that looks like it's counting down a timer, so you know that, okay, I've got to go, I've got to get cover, and let it, everything recharge and kind of reevaluate. Okay, don't do that, and let's do something else. Kind of uh, um, cue on the game.
0: Yeah, and, and he mentioned that timer. Normally, so there's a uh, there's a bar that's like your energy bar, and that's being depleted. But it also takes that and transfers that energy bar into a clock-looking timer and puts it right in the center of your screen.
1: Yeah, you can see it.
0: And so that's the nice thing is that. I wasn't even looking at that thing for the majority of the time I had started playing it, but like, and I didn't even think about the fact that it puts it there so that you purposely begin to notice that that's tracking your energy meter and that you get that full amount. So you've got to be safe by the time that that ends. Yes, that's a good point. And I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but that's a great, That's another like really little design choice they made. To move that and put it as a clock right in the center of your screen, so that you know how much time you have to get to a safe location. So it's it's well designed. Like there's some really cool things about this game that I think it does very well. Now, the weapon system I mentioned, I originally disliked it, but I really came around on it. It's it's really unfortunate though because the it has some interesting weapons. It has like a tractor cannon esque like force push gun, um, and it has a. Uh, it has a gun that shoots a spinning disc of like it's got like teeth on the end. It looks like a buzz saw. It yeah. fires a buzz saw that moves around and then explodes. It's, it, om- it almost it's like a makes,
1: boomerang. it almost makes me think that if you played Gears of War four, that gun is
0: in Gears of War four, where it shoots buzz saws at your enemy. So yeah, I didn't play Gears of War four. So yeah, it's that gun. But um, what's amazing though is that none of those guns that are really interesting. Are any good? Oh, yeah. They're all like not good. The best guns in the game are the shotgun, the auto rifles, and the rocket launcher.
1: The shotgun was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So the sad part is that I feel like there's so much wasted opportunity in the game because you have all these really interesting design choices and weapons, and you're like, even the way that they set up the weapon system, you're encouraged to cycle through them and use them all. But then like all the interesting ones aren't effective or fun. At least they weren't when I tried them out. Maybe I just need to get good. But um, I I didn't really enjoy using them because they didn't feel effective. And even when I felt like I was using them correctly, they just didn't do anything.
1: That happens a lot in video games. They try to make a unique weapon, and most of us are just like, eh, I'm okay with my auto rifle.
0: Yeah, well, and the interesting thing, even like to go with something like Destiny, all the interesting guns in Destiny just got buffed. (laughs) Oh yeah, and now they're all really good. Yeah, but that—that's something where you look at Destiny, and and even they struggled to make those relevant and and useful. And only when they kind of took another pass at it did they really make it, you know, unique and interesting and, and really good in that respect.
1: Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. So uh, those are the things I like. Was there anything else that you noticed that you liked about the game that we haven't talked about yet? Um.
1: Not. Anything other than... I did find it, again, kind of funny when, before the boss battle, they do this whole dramatic thing. Oh, here comes the boss. It's this big, huge robot. And my is just sitting there with a cigarette and be like, all right, let's kill this thing. And he flicks it, and I'm just like that. I just wouldn't expecting him to have... Like, smoking a cigarette. It was very funny.
0: Yeah, he's basically... He's always smoking a cigarette. Like, in every cutscene. Like, every every time there, there's not... Well, sometimes when there are lots of explosions, anytime there's not a lot of explosions immediately directed at him, he is smoking a cigarette. It's yeah. the most ridiculous thing. It's so anime. It's so over the top. Like it's it's, it's like
1: all the uh, all the NPCs are like, oh my god, here comes this huge robot, and our guys just like, I'm getting my neck
0: fixed. Hold on a second. Yeah, exactly. So what we're, so let's go over some of the things I didn't like. Um, the game feels clunky and unwieldy. But ultimately, it becomes somewhat satisfying once you get the hang of it. This is my issue with basically every Capcom game uh, or even Platinum game I've ever played before. Um, These games have a feel to them. And you can do some really incredible things. But they feel more hampered by what you can't do than the cool things you can. You get stuck on stuff all the time. Geometry issues are a major issue. There were times where I was trying to peek over a corner and I kept getting stuck and I couldn't see beyond my my wall and those little annoyances when the game is so fluid and so fast and so uh, kinda like pushing you forward to try out all these different things and some things that you think of don't work it breaks the immersion and it leaves you saying well these are the only things I have in my tool belt and for me, maybe not for everybody else, but for me, action games that are hampering your abilities end up feeling unsatisfying and, un- and unwieldy. Um, that's just kind of my general take. I got better with it, but it didn't change the fact that I was more bothered by what I couldn't do and what didn't work the way that it, it worked in my mind than what, uh, than what I could do.
1: This uh, game also... And it happens with a lot of video games With NPCs that are supposed to be Helping you But there were times where I was sliding into cover And I'm trying to shoot whatever it is The boss, an enemy And there's a guy right in front of me with his. I'm just looking at the back of his head And I'm like, okay Get out of my way, which it happens on all of them But it was kind of funny Where your character will yell Move out of the way I thought that was great
0: Yeah, so it's it's unfortunate, but that's kind of how I feel um, is one of the negatives, you know. Uh, one of the other aspects of the game that I didn't really like is the upgrade system seemed unnecessary and confusing. By that I mean the way the upgrade system works, and I don't know if you saw this at all, but basically no. as, you're, as you're fighting enemies, some of them are going to drop upgrade nodes, and the upgrade nodes are l- way less interesting than I make them sound. Um, they are basically hey, you upgraded your auto-rifle ammo capacity. That's it.
1: Yep, that was all.
0: Ammo capacity. Well, cool. If I had the ammo capacity, that would be nice because then I wouldn't have to swap weapons every five seconds and I wouldn't be out of ammo all the time as I'm fighting a giant boss that wants to kill me. Yep. And, uh, and, and basically, why, why even have that? I mean, what you could replace that with is, hey, you completed Act 1. Here's an extra 100 ammo that you can hold for every gun. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Or just give us the extra 100 ammo so we're not constantly running out of, out of ammo. It just seemed like it was an unnecessary piece, and I couldn't find anywhere in the game. Let's not to say it doesn't exist, just that I couldn't find it. But I couldn't find anywhere in the game to tell me which things had been upgraded and which things hadn't. Nor did I have any idea where they dropped, where they came from, and what happened if I left it, if I didn't pick it up. And if I didn't pick it up, can I go back and pick it up again? Do I have to replay the mission? Is there a specific enemy that drops it? Will it drop it again? Those are things that just the game didn't explain. And it could have been totally cut off and not an issue. But it was just an unnecessary layer of, of confusing systems that just didn't need to be there, in my opinion.
1: It's almost like what they should have done with the upgrades is instead of you get more ammo or you reloaded your weapon, maybe you get some kind of special ammo and there'd be... Like, fire ammo, electric ammo, and it tells you, upgrade, electric ammo, and it gives you that for, I don't know, a whole entire clip or something, you know, whatever it might be. Just a limited time, kind of, where it feels just like it's bonus. an upgrade. Yeah, It feels or, or like an upgrade in, just at just until
0: point. you pick up another gun, you know? Yeah. Hey, you've got this. Because you can't reload any of the guns, you just grab no. a new one. So it's like, I think that, that that would be an interesting way to solve it as well. I think there's lots of different possibilities, I'm not a game designer, so I don't know how hard any of those things would be to implement into the game. But it just seemed like a layer that didn't need to be there, and I think it 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 kind of detracted from some of the things I enjoyed. There's also just so much senseless cursing and trying just a little too hard to be gritty and edgy and mature. And and that's kind of like I think that's my biggest qualm with it is I don't have a problem with games like The Last of Us. There is constant cursing in that game. But it feels grounded and it feels like it belongs in the world they've established. This felt like they were just reaching. Like they were trying to be Gears of War. Like they were trying to compete in that space. And like they were trying that we got the M rating. Let's flex our M rating muscles and just curse for no reason because we just gotta do it. Because we gotta be hardcore. And that's what it felt like. And and I that was. It pushed me away. It didn't make me feel like this is a cool world. It was like, please stop talking right now. That's what I felt like every time a character went off on one of those, you know, insulting sprees. And, and ultimately, like, seriously, the, the dialogue is just awful. And, and yes, it's campy. Yes, it's cheesy. It's supposed to be. I get it. It's supposed to be. But it's it's just a little too much for me. Um, there's also this weird first person mode, which I don't know if you saw it at all. No, I didn't in between missions it puts you in first person for no reason. And it has a little display that shows like you're going to this area and your mission, but it doesn't even put any graphics overlaying it other than just the map with a giant V that's like, you go here. And it just seemed like, why does this even exist? Why is this even a part of the game? You can't even do anything. It's, it's in the middle of transitioning from one level to the next you're not fighting anything. You're not aiming with it. Although you can look around. But you're just walking before it gives you the next piece of exposition to go to the next mission.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember. I did see that. now. Yeah.
0: So they do that like every mission.
1: So it's like a um, sort of, of a pause to where they can tell you whatever kind of stuff. And I, I do remember... They don't even
0: tell you anything important.
1: Well, it's just dialogue, I believe. So it's dialogue. Not that, you know, we're going to go here and do this. It's just dialogue i think that's how they did it in between maybe it's a loading screen i don't know
0: it's not a loading screen though because you have a loading screen before you have that it's crazy like i don't understand it it's (laughs) dumb i don't like it whatever so overall overall thoughts my overall thoughts are this i really like this game i think it was fun and i think i enjoyed it more than gears of war even especially the first one but um i do feel that some of its weak points exist because it was trying to so closely mirror and compete with that kind of game. I think it still stands as an excellent one of those. So if you like Gears of War games, I think this is a this is a great one. But the reality is that it still kind of has those those little edges. And and one of the things I would say is if you like Gears of War and you don't hate anime, and ultimately, even if you do, you probably like this game. You should definitely try it out. It is free if you have an Xbox right now. I should say that again. If you have an Xbox, you should download this thing before it becomes not free. And uh, and it really is an excellent action game, but it does carry with it some of the tropes, some of the problems, some of the issues that are also present in many of those action games, and it doesn't do some things as well as a game like Gears of War does them. What did you think, Dredd?
1: Definitely, yes. If you wanted an alternative to Gears of War this is a good game with the cover system. It's not to me as great with the weapon system, of course, but if you just want to sit down, relax, shoot a bunch of robots and be over the top action, oh my God, that, that monster is huge or that robot is huge. All right, let's do this. And just kind of turn your brain off, then this is definitely one of those games. And of course, if you are like me, old, and very nostalgic it reminds you a lot of those uh arcade games that you put so many quarters in and just sit back and have fun then then definitely this is the game for you
0: yeah i agree i I think that it's it really is a kind of turn your brain off like i I played it after i played a a long destiny session and i was just laughing out loud um having a great time with it and i played it with andy uh this week just kind of like we were both in the party and he was playing it and i was playing it and we were just laughing out loud we just thought it was so funny and and i think that that's where like it does have like a charisma to it like you want to like it and it's even even some of the negative things i say about are like you don't think about the negative things when you're playing it most of the time like you're just enthralled with the fun and all the rockets and explosions and like it's enjoyable it really is uh, I will say that I don't even know why they have a cover system in this game. I feel like it, it's mostly unnecessary because you're just sliding around and evading everywhere. But it works fine. It's, it's good. Um, well, let's transition. So that was our Game of the Week. Uh, oh, next week's Game of the Week. I random rolled from my, my library for this one. Uh, we have kind of a cycle that we do. So each month, we do one game that's somewhat new. We do one game that's in my backlog. We do one game that's free on PlayStation Plus, and we do one game that's that's free on Xbox One. So we just did the free Xbox One game, and the next one in the cycle is a random game in my backlog. I random rolled it before we started this, and it is Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this should be a fun one. Um, we'll try this out, and I, I'm going to come back to it and play some more of it. Uh, but that's our game of the week. So that leads us to our our next part of the show, our other games talk. Uh, I did play a couple other games this week, but I'm not really going to talk about them because, A, we want to spend another bulk of time on the Destiny stuff. And honestly, I really didn't play very much other than Destiny. Um, I did play Slay the Spire, did a couple daily runs, did a couple other things. I I love this game. It is so good. If you have any desire to play roguelikes or whatever else, just get this game. It's so good. It's a deck-building indie roguelike thing. It's fen- It's phenomenal. Puzzle and Dragons, I started playing that on my phone some more. I'm grinding out some, uh, some of my characters so that I can do some of the higher level dungeons. I still just like that game. I don't know what it is. I can't sit down and play it for hours like I used to, but it's a real good one. <laughs> I played a little bit more Polytopia with my brother-in-law, who is so much better at that game than me, and he is crushing me at every single game, and it's kind of obnoxious. Uh, I'm bad at strategy games. He has figured this one out, and he is just clobbering me. I also uh, played some Into the Breach. I did mention last time I was going to watch some videos, and I did. I watched Slow Wolf play, and all, like almost immediately, I was five minutes into the movie, and I'd already seen like ten things I wanted to try out that I didn't even know you could do. The game kind of like is purposefully obtuse. And I found myself in a spot where I, I just I don't want to play a game like that all the time. I played Destiny. I mean, that's enough but uh those are the four games I kind of played but I didn't really spend a lot of time with it because I played a lot of
1: uh Destiny 2 Destiny 2
0: so Dreadnought uh tell us what did you what are your what did you play this week we'll start with that we'll do like a how was your reset thing we both come from Destiny Reset so you tell me how how your reset was if you can think about that Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about Warmind
1: we're gonna get in so much trouble um Copyright. Um, what I did this week um, really wasn't that much due to family, something I had with my family. Um, most of the time really, you know I was working and I'd want to go in and play video games and it was going to be Destiny or the Division and I'd sit there with my Xbox on and I would fall asleep. So, But I did get to play some um, Iron Banner last night with you and a couple of other Dirt Fam members. Mm-hmm. Iron Banner is always my favorite so crucible fun. event even though a lot of people said it's laggy i've only ever experienced a lag problem and this was destiny one once or twice when i played iron banner but it's definitely something that i did this week in destiny yeah let's play iron banner um actually last week i did play some uh trying to get my warlock through the story mission i already have my titan i'm a titan main so always new content comes out i put my titan through it first so I did play a little bit with my warlock. Other than that, I'm looking forward to getting more of the tokens for Iron Banner and getting that sweet sweet armor they have.
0: Mhm. Oh, dude, I I love Iron Banner, and especially since they turned it into 6v6, that is so my jam. It's not even funny. Yeah, we we had a good time with it. I've been playing so much Iron Banner. I don't I need to like stop playing Destiny for a week so I can sleep <laughs> because I just don't do it anymore now that I play Destiny so much. But anyhow, uh, tell us, what are, what are your general thoughts on Warmind? Now, I, I shared my thoughts on a couple episodes ago, uh, overall on what I thought about it. What do you think about it? Kind of break it into a couple chunks, and we'll talk about some of the, those chunks as we break it up. So what's the first thing that you think about when you're thinking about your experience with Warmind?
1: Uh, definitely, as always, always play the campaign first. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not one of those people who go into to either play Crucible or you know, whatever Nightfall is. Or even when I used to play Call of Duty, I would never go right into the multiplayer. I would go into the campaign, beat that, and then do the multiplayer. So the campaign, I really like, you know, how they changed the Hive. These Ice Hive are very good. Um, I definitely like the new classes that they had on, on the Hive. Definitely the Snipers. That was a shock to me to see, like, I hear this little beam hitting mm-hmm. me, and I'm like, "Where's that coming from?" I'm like, oh, that's a sniper hive. So I thought that was very cool, and I think they have a different shield knight now too. They do, yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly what he does. I think you have to he just destroy. Runs at you. <laughs> he runs at you with with like a, a sword, I believe, but he has a shield, and you have to break the shield before you can try to um, you know end his
0: life. Uh, I like those shields too because like they have just a little bit of their head. Yeah. poking up above it so if you can like if you have darcy out or you got another like linear fusion if you just get them just right you can shoot just above the shield and just take out their head and yeah. it's, it's really satisfying I, I like the new enemies as well the snipers the sound effect for the snipers Very is cool.
1: so cool. Very cool i didn't yeah. think
0: i'd like it as much as i do but i really yeah sorry keep going <laughs> that's
1: fine also is there a new thrall or something because i felt like maybe it's because it's the ice are, thrall right? And when I, you know, headshot them, they sounded different. Or I think even they do this, like, charge kind of thing that, you know, you see the uh, the knights do sometimes mm-hmm. when you're close to killing them, though there's charge to come at you. I felt like the thrall was doing that even before they started running at me, almost like they just got mad at me. and They're like, oh, I'm going to go after you now and then yeah. I was like oh okay well, I'll just you know, shoot you in the head okay they, cool
0: they have another new mechanic that I haven't totally figured out yet I'm not sure if it's on the cursed thrall or if it's on all the thrall but there were times where if, if I was too close to a thrall it would kind of like explode into like a chilled effect on me and I couldn't walk as fast and I couldn't jump as high.
1: Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely, there was something new with the cursed thrall they too. They tweaked
0: them. They tweaked them a little bit. I yeah. don't know how different they are, but like, the, first of all, like you said, the animations are different. And the sound effects are different, and they sound awesome. Like, mm-hmm. and getting headshots, like this is something Destiny has always excelled at. Is that like the just the small details of the sound design make you want to get headshots, yeah. and even just down to like the smallest little thing, like having. This cool, like it sounds like a shattering ice effect. Yes. When you get mm. that headshot, it's so satisfying. It so, is. Yeah, they're a little bit different.
1: Yeah. Uh, other thoughts the new javelin weapon that you get, especially early on, um, that thing's pretty cool. Um, it was a little confusing, at least for me, trying to get the aim. I thought I was aiming towards a group of hive, and apparently it's like, nah, brah, you didn't hit them. Got to do it again. I'm like, okay. But hundred
0: yeah, percent, that's it's it's a hard weapon to aim. It's a very sure.
1: hard, yeah, for me. I'm glad to know I'm not alone. Um, also, I really like the slam that you do. That was a really cool effect. I think they I don't, showed I that even throw it anymore. Yeah, I, I just, just slam, slam all that's the time. That's all you
0: yeah. do because it it has such a huge area of effect. Have you tried to do the um, the collectibles that you have to throw the the javelin at? No, I haven't. Those are miserable. Are the those, throwing those, the javelin's awful. Like. Pyramid, or kind of looking—it's like a circle with a pyramid underneath it. All right, so maybe I haven't seen that then. Okay, yeah, but anyway, so you got to do that for one of the exotics. Oh, okay. um, nice. And uh, basically, there's three, of, or there's yeah, three of them you have to destroy with the javelin, and they're miserable to aim the javelin <laughs> at them. So yeah, I just I, I literally just go around smashing everything with the javelin yeah. as it is. So you're not alone with that. There, it is hard to aim. There's something weird with some of the like the relics in this in this expansion. Just don't feel they don't have that bungee magic to them. They don't well, have the same aim assist. They don't. I don't know if that was Vicarious Visions. Yeah, that, I think it was probably Vicarious them. that did that. But I mean, even the raid, the raid lair has those. Uh, those I haven't. I haven't done the raid lair. My no. understanding is it's the same relic as as is in the uh, the story mission or the the strike rather. And and those just they don't feel the same. Like instead of the aim assist applying at the beginning, so that when your cursor scrolls over a target. It slows down instead it's the opposite where when you throw it it has magnetism and if you throw near it then that's what uh, that's what's going to be there Hmm. so um, that's yeah it's it's weird I I think they the relics are not as they're not as polished as previous relics are but it still works fine it It still
1: still works great Uh, probably the next thing I'm going to talk about is the story so I don't know if we getting into spoilers here or not just just spoil it's been out for a month
0: yeah yeah,
1: that's enough. Uh, Han shoots first. Uh, no. Uh, he definitely does. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of the lore guys. Like, I always love listening to My Name is Bife. He seems to me the guy that I go for my lore. And I know they're a little upset that apparently Rasputin was never on Earth. He was always on Mars. What? I know a lot of people are upset about that. But honestly, it makes sense that he's this all-powerful computer that can be everywhere. That's what he's meant for. So I just kind of just glossed over that kind of thing. Like, okay, well, this is a new version of the story. Bungie or Vicarious Visions through Bungie's okay can do whatever they want to. They can change it. Um, I did find it really fun, funny that Zavala seemed really mad at Anna. About like the
0: whole time. The
1: end of the first mission where you're like, okay, we're going to go into Rasputin, and there's Zavala, and I'm like, oh my God, Rasputin is Zavala. Oh, wait, no, that's actually Zavala. Um, So he was just really upset with her, like, oh, you know, where were you when the Red Legion... And everybody else is like, well, where were you when the Red Legion hit? Yeah, you were hiding on Titan. We get it. Um, I just <laughs> thought that was funny that he just... You know, he was a little bit different. It really, I think the bad part about it, putting Zavala in it really didn't move his character forward the way that, I know I'm going to say this, and a lot of people are probably going to throw up, but in Curse of Osiris, you saw more of a character movement with Ikora. Definitely in the Absolutely. main story, but with more with her in the... Um, in the Curse of Osiris campaign, but I really didn't see much of Zavala. He was just there to represent, I don't know, Vanguard, I guess, I'm not quite sure.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with you. Like I'd kind of hoped that it was gonna be, not necessarily even hoped, I wondered if it was gonna be about um, Zavala in the same way that Curse of Osiris was about uh, Ikora. Because the Curse of Osiris, a lot of people wanted it to be about Osiris and it was not about Osiris. It was about Ikora and I and I like the story of that. I, I would agree with you. I thought the story was fairly strong in Curse of Osiris. If you just dismiss the expectation that yeah. this is gonna deal with Osiris, right? Yeah. So when they introduce Anna Bray, I'm like, well, she's gonna be that, you know, nameless, faceless character that's in the that's in the social space that you or the space that you turned your tokens into and she gives you stuff, right? But that's not the case at all. She's actually a very well-developed character. Yeah. She's very interesting. I thought Zavala's presence was also kind of weird. But I would agree. Like I think that Anna Bray, though, is such a great character. She's easily one of my favorite characters in the whole Destiny universe. Like, almost right off the bat. I really like her character. Yeah, I mean, she
1: definitely kept it uh, light and hopeful. You know, Zavala, I guess, was there to be kind of like the downer. But she was always the hopeful one. Uh, especially, you knew kind of her personality when you're flying in and you hear her distress call, and your ghost is, of course, talking for you. We won't get into that, but your ghost says, uh, "This is Vanguard channel. You're not supposed to be on this." And she goes, "Oh, so you got one of the um, I don't know how she put it, smart butt ghost or something, you know?" Yeah. And kind of give this a character gives this look and this like grin. You know, if you're a human or a uh, awoke, and you see this grin on their face, not so much with the EXO, but it kind of just set her character tone that she's going to be kind of funny, but also she just wants to know more about her past, more about her family and wants you to help her out and is very hopeful. Believes at Rasputin can help. And you really got that, especially at the end of the campaign, which again, spoiler alert, you get to meet Rasputin. And I thought the way that they did his voice and Anna has to, translate for you because he's speaking in Russian I guess but just the sound that they made his voice you sound like oh crap he's mad but he said he's gonna help us Mm -hmm. maybe so I literally like the way they ended that they're like okay the war mind has been unleashed you better hope you don't make him mad or else something bad's gonna happen
0: yeah I liked it as well I thought it was really good and and I think that they like when you actually meet Rasputin is really really cool um you always want for a campaign to be a little bit longer, but like it worked out really well.
1: I think for a twenty dollar, you know, expansion for the campaign, what more do you want? You know, you well, you, I think you gotta, had five missions in. That's enough for me for what it yeah. was supposed to have.
0: Well, you've got and you got to look at previous Destiny expansions, right? This is yeah. this is the average size of a Destiny expansion. I mean, if we go back, Dark Below was three missions, three. I thought it was more. No. Dark Blow was three missions. House of Wolves was five, same as this one. Mm -hmm. Taken King was eight. Curse of Osiris was eight. Rise of Iron was five, five. the same as this one. So you have basically a couple outliers. Curse of Osiris and Taken King are the two longest campaigns, both at eight missions and then you have a bunch of five mission campaigns. So I thought the length was fine, but just like anything else in Destiny, I always want more. So
1: Oh yeah, I always want more. If they can in your make more, game. yes. If
0: they can make more, I'll play more. Oh, of it. well, they're going to do it. They're <laughs> going to make more, of, <laughs> of
1: course. course. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so any other thoughts you had on the campaign? I thought it was a really strong campaign. Uh, Annabray's great. What did you, any any other thoughts you'd say on it?
1: Um, no. That's pretty much what I had to think about the campaign.
0: What did you think about the Mars social space or the Mars uh, patrol zone?
1: Patrol zone, yeah. I call it a social space because um, it looked. I didn't know what size it was because I was kind of disappointed with the size of what mercury was mm-hmm. which a lot of people were granted you still could go into what's it called the vex thing oh that
0: forest was infinite I infinite was, forest i, I forget yeah. what it was but in one of the one of the discords uh somebody was like yeah mercury was so small and i was like dude mercury is the biggest map it has an infinite forest in it <laughs> and yeah. everybody kind of groaned but it was yeah so it was it's a small map the Infinite forest is a really cool idea, but yeah, definitely not big on the patrol side. Right.
1: And which this one, I think there's a lot of space for patrols, and they also had to do it because of Escalation Protocol. Um, I was glad to see that there are two places where you could do Escalation Protocol, not just like one. If it was um, Mercury, it probably would have been one. Just like, you know, there's only one public event in Mercury, I was glad that there are two spots to where you can do escalation protocol which uh early on when i was running through the campaign with my uh titan i accidentally stumbled into one had no idea what i was doing i didn't know it was escalation protocol and i kept getting killed and i'm like why are these hive killing me and i just happened to look at one that said 370 and i'm like oh wait let's look at this a little bit closer oh wave one like oops i walked into something i wasn't supposed to get yet but oh well um I think I'm, I haven't done one yet, but I'm really looking forward to doing one there um, and to get some of that sweet, sweet loot that it gives you.
0: Yeah, I, I won't say too much about this. I, in, my, in my review kind of thing, I was extremely critical, most of all, of Escalation Protocol. I remain critical of Escalation Protocol, but I, I think where I'm at right now is uh, I was talking with Shackle Shotgun on Twitter. And she was kind of talking about some of the, the, the drawbacks. The thing that I'm seeing about it right now is I, I, I have a really hard time believing this was designed around three players at 385. There was a video that went out this week from Giggle Monsters team, um, the tier one guys, doing like just a three man fire team trying to do at, at 385, trying to do escalation protocol and they barely were able to do it and they basically just stood on a bridge and fired darcy at the boss for 3 minutes <laughs> and literally like would empty their darcy and they had literally just stacks of purple bricks laying on the ground they'd run over fill up their heavy jump back up on the bridge fire in a in a warlock empowering rift just firing darcy shots wow. and they barely were able to beat it and and that's the kind of thing that I look at and think I don't I have a really hard time believing that this is a three-man activity. Now, my thought is still, it seems like people are having a lot of fun with this as an, as a six-to-nine-man activity, and it seems like that's a good fit for it. If that's the case, I would love for there to be an option for people to just queue into that by themselves. I know that there's a whole engineering side of this that like, literally the Destiny maps are built so that you find other people that you see randoms in the world and it leaves space for friends. So you can always join somebody who's in that spot. So I understand that like there's a technological component to it, but what I think people are seeing is that it's fun to do it with a lot of people and it's really frustrating if you're not with a bunch of people and it's barely doable, if not completely impossible. Yeah. You mentioned the sweet, sweet loot and like, I think they've got to overhaul that too. Because I don't know if you're familiar with how the loot works with it, but essentially the only unique items that you get, the armor and the weapons, come from only level 7. So you get literally no unique items up until level 7. Before that, it's just tokens uh, and blues, uh, in my understanding. And then you basically get to that final wave. The weapon is a 5% drop rate, and the armor is once per class per week. And that's only if you kill the level 7 boss, which is at 400 light, mm. which is 15 above the cap. So I'm really, I'm not happy with how they implemented Escalation Protocol. And um, I I hope that they'll make some changes. It doesn't seem like they will. Daniel out on Twitter has been pretty, pretty you know, he's been good out there talking about the event, their goals, and their purposes, and what they wanted to accomplish. And that they probably won't get to do any kind of major changes to it. Which I think is, a, is is sad, but hopefully it'll it'll be something like what we saw in like Prison of Elders, where the first iteration of it wasn't great, but then the second and third were better. Or like the Court of Oryx, that was pretty good, and with Archon's Forge is better. And I think this is even, on some level, it, I don't think it's better than Archon's Forge, but I think it is still pretty good. And that's kind of my biggest complaint with the... DLC so far is just Escalation Protocol. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. I think they'll improve on it, but I, I really feel like it's just not living up to how good everything else is.
1: Yep, and that's a lot of things. They'll improve it. Feedback is good for for the Bungie guys. I'm sure they will tweak it a
0: little. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you think of the the gear that you've gotten so far? Because that's really the crown jewel of this, right? We, yeah. we do this for the gear.
1: Mm-hmm. All about the loot. Yeah. Um, I have to go with everybody, and I put here Graviton Lance's Bay, and I hardly ever say Bay, because I'm <laughs> an older guy, but I like the changes that they did to it, it sounds a lot like a scout rifle, which was really odd to me, but it was one of the first exotics that I did get in Destiny 2, so to see it kind of rise to this kind of, you know, go-to gun, is, it's it's really good, I think, for it them to change, not only just exotics in general, but definitely that kind of cool looking kind of gun was, you know, really a good change for it.
0: I I agree 100%. I was glad that that thing became good, but now I'm like now it's the meta, so now I I hate it. But don't worry. When something else rises up, mm-hmm. I'll be there for you, Graviton. Yep. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> yep, not deleting you. Um the other one that I really have been enjoying has been the Crimson and that's one of those guns that are Everybody was like, yeah, it's a cool-looking gun, but not so good. But now it's very good, which is kind of funny. I haven't gotten it up until War Mine started. I've had the, um, what's it called, the uh, ornament. I got the ornament way back. But now I finally got it. I actually got it to drop from a Legendary Engram, which kind of shocked me. But when it dropped, I'm like, cool, I can finally use my ornament. And when I started using it, I'm like, wow, this gun is awesome. I really like the three burst. I really like that when you kill, you get it reload. So it's almost like you could just keep killing, I don't know, how many times before you have to even consider reloading.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a good gun. I got the Masterwork to drop, and so I had to go out and kill like 500 things with it. And it was that really got me hooked on using it. It has a great feedback loop. It's such a good gun. It's, it is. It honestly has become like... So my go-to loadout now in PVE, I used to run Better Devils, Menomena, and uh, um, like a, a rocket launcher, like a Sins or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I'm running Crimson is like my go-to PVE primary. I'm running Crimson and then Menomena or some other like inaugural address or something. And then uh, a linear fusion because they buff those again because oh, yeah. they I totally s- didn't need it but man are they good I still haven't tried linear fusions I gotta go find one I'm they're, sure I have one in my vaults they're somewhere. incredible you can also go to IO if you finished all the uh, blue quests and get the mana war just buy it from him for like, right. ten tokens or I ten to legendary shards definitely want to do check that it out. it's they're so good. <laughs>
1: uh i kind of mentioned this earlier was the suros regime like i said it was it was really one of the guns that always went into destiny one i didn't get it until probably after taken king when it came back is when i finally got that gun and of course it had been nerfed to you know next state so to speak but i really kind of funny that i got it from cade and it's a different color right this is not the same no, it's i know new... it's not the same from the one after no. uh, taking king so it's is it a it's new different one from both yeah it's different new.
0: from both yeah i thought so but the the ornament turns it back to the original white oh got to go find that ornament then so yeah so in the in the base game it was white yeah and then in taking king it was black and then the the new version of it, it's blue and red and it's white. It's got red in it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean I used it in Iron Banner last night when we played and I did more well, I did better than I thought I was gonna do. Uh, of course I always do the uh when you zoom in, it slows it down so it hits harder. I don't really like doing the spinning up, at least not in uh PvP, but I did really well with it and I was really surprised so Going between there's just so many guns you just want to go through and you're like, Well, I can't put that gun on because it's an exotic, but I wanna play it. Bungee, come <laughs> on, let me play with it both. But uh real quick gun that I also used in Iron Banner was the uh Aikilios hand cannon where you get from Ana Bray right after the campaign. I was really surprised. I'm not a hand cannon user, even though I just said I love Crimson. But just that legendary hand cannon, and I sh- was shooting somebody with it, and I was getting good contact with it. So I don't know if it's just the way the gun is, or I like that kind of fast-firing hand cannon. But that's probably one I'll probably be using for a while until something better comes along.
0: Yeah, one that I would, I would try out, look for, Nature of the Beast. It has a similar firing pattern, but I feel like it's so much better. I really hate the Iclose hand cannon, like so much. And uh, I can't wait to dismantle it. And I'm going to dismantle it. I promise. (laughs) I hate that gun. And uh, I found Nature of the Beast, though. And I feel like it has that uniqueness that is in the Iclos one, but it's way better. And it has Dragonfly. Oh, Dragonfly. It's great. You should look for it. It's a Crucible one. Okay. So if you get it, keep it. Keep it. It's great. It's really good. Is it Dragonfly or Firefly? It's the new one. the The D two perks called Dragonfly. Okay, All the right. one from D one is Firefly. Firefly. Yeah. This one's a little bit worse, but they did make it better. They did
1: make it better. They made the explosions better. Is what I heard. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so those were, that was the gear. Those are the things you've been enjoying playing. Um, and I kind of shared some of my loadout stuff. What about What about Crucible? Have you gotten a chance to really try out stuff in the Crucible other than Suros
1: Um, no. I've really not only played Iron Banner and The Crucible. Uh, when I kind of said this earlier, when I did the campaign, I didn't want to go into anything else but do the campaign. Mm-hmm. And then stuff happens, life happens. Um, but I did early on catch some uh, Crucible um, videos, especially from Arrow Knight. Uh-huh. Uh, he put a video where he did his first uh, competitive and quick play, which... Uh, is it Valor that's quick play and Glory that's competitive? Yeah, that's the
0: right way. So Valor's the one that just goes up. It's like an experience system and Glory is the one that goes up and down depending on if you win or lose.
1: Yeah, I liked how when he finished a match it actually showed the progress in that screen. I know a lot of other video games that I played, the progress, you'd have to go into like a different screen to look to see where you're at. Destiny's kind of done that before but I really like, you know where you're at at the end of the game, you know what you have to do in the next. Um, I like that part about it. And then we mentioned about um, 6v6 Iron Banner is awesome. Um, One thing that we did play last night, and I'm not sure if you had already logged off, but some of the new maps, um, the one on Titan, Mm -hmm. I didn't like that map at all. Because there was a lot of like what we mentioned about Vanquished where you ran into an item Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or an object, I should say.
0: Like I, just the geometry of the The level.
1: geometry of the le- I did not like that one because there was one time I popped my super. I was... Um, I'm blanking on it. Shield I think that's, guy. A
0: curse, that's a Curse of Osiris uh, map. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, see, that, well, They put them in the new playlist because they used to be in their uh, own playlist. I never played in the new... Play- so I'm playing a lot of the Curse there we go, of Osiris okay. ones. Well,
1: I don't like this map. <laughs> At least I know not, which not one, yet. It's the
0: one where you're on the barge, right? Yeah. On yeah. the barge, yeah. I, I've learned to like that one a little bit better, but only a little bit.
1: A little bit, yeah. But, um, I mean, more that I... I play it and I probably like it better but
0: yeah, I'm starting to get the hang of it I feel like. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm glad they put all the maps in the same playlist because you get yeah. a chance to do it. Did you get Bannerfall at all? No. Cuz that's in there now. I, I I think I played it like 3 times. Um I like it a lot better than Bannerfall I used to. I hated Bannerfall. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so big like it has these really long sight lines. and I always wanted to play like up close and personal. You can't fusion rifle somebody across Bannerfall. Well, I have. Well, but
1: linear you, fusion.
0: Yeah, well you just can't do it as much, right? So in D1 I didn't like it. I, it was just too spread out. It was a Mida map and I don't like mita maps. Mm. I like I like fusion rifle maps. It's not a fusion rifle map. The new one is a fusion rifle map. All right. They moved a lot of the geometry around. They changed the way play, the play space operates. I like it a lot. It's very fun. I only played a couple times, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, did you, what have you hooked up on your emote wheel? This is really important. <laughs> yeah. Really important.
1: What's on your um, emote wheel right now? On my emote wheel, uh, well, there's always going to be these two. It's going to be the sweeper bot. Oh yeah. Good choice. Oh, I love that one. And one thing that I did get, and I was kind of surprised, you know, a lot of people have been hating on Eververse That everything is in Eververse and we can't get anything good, but I think it was either my first or second, um, engram. I got the home run emote, and it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I've already gotten two of the exotic ones from this time, and that that uh, the matrix, the prismatic matrix, is really nice because you can get they have that knockout list, and you'll get the legendary stuff really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all this stuff is the exotics. You're like, all right, well, I'll just uh, put my little charge in, and get my exotic out. So I've I've been using it for that; it's been yeah.
1: great. Oh, and I, I also want to mention, I got the exotic ship. The first one, I think you said you didn't get. That I got one, it. Right? Yeah. Oh, you got it. Okay. I got
0: it from just an engram. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't get it from my matrix, but I got it from an engram later in the week. Yeah. Uh, I like that one a lot. There's there's a lot of cool stuff. I've gotten multiple exotic ships. I've gotten multiple exotic emotes. So yeah. I have the sweeper bot, and I found there was a bunch of us playing around at the tower the other day, and uh, we found out that you can mix the exotic ones with all the like you know the fake items that show up, uh, like the like the broom that are like this mystical, glowy, neon thing. And you can do other dances and they dance with those things. So my favorite one right now is there's like a a little dance where you look like a chicken from like Arrested Development, I guess is what it's from. And uh, you have the broom in your hand because if you sweep first, so that's what I've been doing the whole time and just trying to get people to laugh at me because it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, I think that's what the emotes are meant to not only communicate, but also just to be funny. I mean, who doesn't want to, after you kill a boss, just sleep up after you? Yeah,
0: exactly. I also am really partial. The new emote that's probably my favorite of the new ones is the hold on emote. It's a legendary one where you just like put up your finger and you hold out your phone in oh, the other yeah. hand. And you're like, hold on just a sec. I got to yeah. get on my phone. I got a text. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. I-, I love that one. Yeah,
1: that one's a good one. I like that.
0: So, all right, well, cool. Um, anything else you'd like to add in terms of your overall impressions from the from the new expansion or kind of how you're feeling getting back into Destiny?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think I really like that the community is somewhat calmed down. Uh, from all the hate and saltiness. You and I have had those discussions that I really did not like what the community said. And granted, I don't think it was a majority, but it was just a loud enough to where it just got to the point where I didn't want to play Destiny anymore. So I've, I've always been positive about this game. I always thought the reason Bungie changed Destiny 2 the way it is, they, they're a business. They made a business decision and it either works or it doesn't work or you have to tweak it. And it's not working, so they're having to work at it make it better um there are better things to be hateful over other than a video game um but you know i'm glad that bungie is fixing quote air quote fixing the game um and we should be grateful for it because when i like i said i grew up on the nes and those games didn't get fixed it was you like it or you don't oh well get over it but now at least at least for console games, they can fix or improve. And I think what they're going to be doing, uh, they did with this DLC, they did with the update and what they're going to be doing in future updates. And then, of course, when the DLC comes along, I, I have, you know, in the fall, I think it's going to be, you know, incredible. There's going to be another Taken King type. I believe that will be. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe those ships at the end of the main campaign will show up? Because what were those that were there at the end?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with this next, but I think that Warmind has kind of like, I, I, I'm kind of known around the reset circles as like the eternal optimist of Destiny. And I, I, feel like, I feel like I'm validated in that optimism. You know, like I feel like they've really done a lot of really great changes to the game. I think the exotic masterworks, um, I think some of the systems they came out with are just so good. And I think that they continue to improve on what's being given. And I really, really like the way that they are setting this up for the future. Like you said, I hope we're set up for another Taken King-style expansion that's really going to reinvent, improve, move the ball forward. I'm really, really happy with this game and where it's at. And and I'm really optimistic about the future. And we were talking about E3 before we started, and like I just want to see the new Destiny trailer. And yeah, the, re- the, the redacted stuff, you know, yeah. if you
1: follow King Gathalion, because he was there for the uh, summit, he keeps saying, oh yeah, in the fall, it's going to be great, they're going to do redacted, because he knows what it is, but... He's not this, allowed to say. It, yeah, he's, he's not, not allowed to, to say. for five million dollars. So. Right, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I hope they do, I think they will, they'll show some kind of trailer that will get it buzzing, get it going, and then there'll be live streams, and there'll be, it would be nice if they did like a beta on at least some of this stuff, but who knows? It's going to be exciting to see what Bungie throws at us.
0: Yeah, I'm just... I'm I'm excited to be along for the ride. Well, what do you say we wrap this thing up? All right. So this has been The Random Joe Show. If you like this new format, we're trying something out here. Uh, Please reach out uh, to me and let me know. Uh, Dreadnought, where can people find you if they want to yell sweet nothings at you?
1: Ooh, sweet nothings. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at dreadnought underscore 78 and also on xbox as dreadnought 78 uh dreadnought spelled a little bit different it's n-o-u-g-h-t not n-a-u-g-h-t like um the ship that we kind of
0: ruined oryx with (laughs) yeah now um if you want to find me i'm on twitter and discord you can look me up on twitter at jr meaden or random joe show all one word and uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can when I'm not playing Destiny. Uh, I'm also on Xbox at Joe the Meaden and on PlayStation at Joe Medan. Uh Next week's Game of the Week, once again, as a reminder, is Batman Arkham Asylum. Please play along with us. Now, I had to hook up my Xbox 360 to play it the last time I did because it is not backwards compatible, but there is a return to Arkham Collection. It is Arkham Asylum in Arkham City. It's 20 bucks. We just looked it up on the Xbox Store. Uh, And I think it's on PC as well. You can do it for both. Uh, Check that out if you don't have it already and you want to try it out. They're great games. Oh, so great. And definitely worth trying out. So give it a shot. But I think that's going to do it for us. So you have a great week. Enjoy your time gaming. That is all for this week on The Random Joe Show.
1: Bye.